what does it feel like to to lay a burden down that's what we're going to explore today here on burning tarot i'll try to keep it short today i know i always say that but actually today i really just don't have much time so we'll have to keep it short on the burning tarot podcast we typically go for a walk often in the woods here in central oregon We draw a card to give us a little something to chew on, to think about for the upcoming week or so. Here comes the creak of the red gate. We're headed out into the forest, different way than we usually go. You might hear some birds in the background. (sighs) Hello, Burning Tarot people. I'm T, Tiffany Lee Brown. If you would like to get a reading from me, I'm doing tarot and astrology. I also lead people in um, grounding exercises, grounding, earthing. They're kind of like moving meditations. So far, I'm only doing them one-on-one because um, folks have asked for something like this because sometimes we do this at the beginning of a personal tarot reading. If you had bought a reading from me, And I'm glad that people have responded to it. Um, So for right now, they are all custom. You just pay for it, email me, we pick a good time, and we either get together in person here in Oregon, or more likely, we do it over the phone. And we typically take half an hour, 45 minutes um, to do a really thorough grounding, earthing, wonderful way to work with energy. I really love it. And different practitioners are are good at different things. I'm a Taurus, lots of Virgo in my chart. So apparently that's the thing I'm good at. Sometimes I do trades. Like I have a friend who's really good at um, kind of golden energy bubbles. (laughs) So he teaches me how to do that and I help him ground and it's great fun. Anyway, so you can sign up for those um, at tiffanyleebrown.com and click on the button that says shop. So we and the birds are out here on a gray spring day. And the question today is, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to lay down a burden? I'm going to set down my burden that is my... uh, portable coffee mug, which by the way, I just accidentally dumped all over a dog. It wasn't that hot, don't worry. I met somebody's dog out here. Cute dog. Bent over. Whoops, coffee all over him. He was very confused. So now that I put that down, I can take out of my pocket our card for the day. It is the Ten of Rods. Ten of Wands. Ten of Staves. Ten of Staffs. Pick your own word to put here. Those of you who go on walks with me in the woods often, often hear me say that the wands, which is the fire element, a suit of the tarot, the wands are phallic. So this is what we identify as masculine energy. It's like originating cardinal energy. Fire makes things transform. Fire makes things go. Um, If you think of our machines that really dominate industrial life, you know, a lot of those are fire-based engines, right? 
there's some way that we get a fire going and use that to create electricity or to make an engine go, right? Fire's good at that stuff. And it's interesting to have something made out of wood represent the idea of fire. So these big, tall wands or staves or staffs are depicted with leaves growing out of them. They're a good springtime kind of card, right? Uh, if To pull some fire. Fire is really spiritual. The wands, you know, like a magic wand. This is where we learn to channel and manifest. And we feel that motivation, that let's get going kind of energy that comes with fire. Fire in the belly, as the expression goes, right? So that's what we're dealing with here. And this is, um, we're using the Smith Rider Weight or Smith Weight or RWS deck. And I want to pause for a moment and acknowledge that uh, Rachel Pollack, the author of 78 Degrees of Wisdom, a wonderful book for symbolism and esotericism in relation to the Tarot, has passed. So a little moment of silence for the very influential, kind of old school, Rachel Pollack. And if you can hear that woodpecker in the background, so much the better. So here we are with our wands. So we have a figure carrying 10 tall staffs. You know, this is like something that um, the great white wizard would carry in his hand, you know, in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, so not a little magic wand looking thing, but a big tall, uh, you could use it as a walking stick, right? And if you have a walking stick, you know, a staff can be a very good thing. You can hang your bag off of it. If you are the fool, card zero in the tarot's major arcana. If you're the fool, you can, you can hang your bag off of a staff and go wandering off. And your belongings are just, you know, some things tied to a stick that you're carrying over your shoulder. If you're an old man, you can lean on it as you go. And obviously, if you're a sorceress, you know, you can take your staff and use it to defend yourself, to channel lightning, to make all kinds of stuff happen. Staff is powerful. But what happens if you start carrying two staffs? Well, if you've ever had crutches, you probably know, or, or had to walk using um, uh, two canes, you know, it's, it's exhausting. It actually starts slowing you down, this kind of powerful symbol that can be so helpful when you're not dealing with too much of it. Just like anything else, you start piling them on and they're heavy. So when we reach this 10 card, this figure is carrying 10 staves. 10 big, heavy, sprouting, wooden, phallic-looking <laughs> uh, tall staff thingies. And they are blonde and white. You know, this, ref this is reflective of the era in which these were painted um, over 100 years ago. 
And so this blonde person is kind of wrapped around these 10 staves. And his face is kind of their face. Their face is kind of buried in the wands as they walk toward a village. So they can't really see what's going on. This act of sort of hugging onto their great load of wands is occupying all their strength. And they do look like a strong, hale, hearty person. But all their strength is going into this process. And they're, they're really kind of um, top and forward heavy. So their feet are lagging behind themselves as they lean forward with this awkward giant thing Oh mega wands and their arms are wrapped around it like they're hugging and their face is kind of stuck in there so all their strength is going into this project of carrying all this giant stuff in the unwieldy fashion and their sight is limited because these wands are up in front of their face so it does not look comfy let us say that so sometimes we accumulate, we accumulate a whole lot of stuff as we go. Even if our passage is a wonderful one and we are on an amazing journey and we're gathering great things and we're making amazing things happen, there can be a feeling and even a full reality of we've gathered too much and how the hell are we going to keep carrying it? We may not even see that we've gathered too much. We're focused on trying to get to the village, or, or maybe we've forgotten about villages. We're just trying to get to the next step while juggling, hugging, carrying all this shit. And, oh, if only I can make it to the next step, I'll be fine. I think most of us know what that feels like. It can be, it can take the form of overcommitment. It can take the form of overpurchasing. Uh, it can take the form of hoarding. And you can do that emotionally too, right? You just <laughs> accumulate. And you take on more and more, um, more activities, more people that you care about, more social media platforms you have to keep up with, more responsibilities in your community maybe. A lot of us gather up or begin too many projects. When we get to the 10 part of this cycle, it suggests that something is ready to begin anew. We, uh, because the cycle goes from one to 10 in the minor arcana portion of the tarot or tarot if you prefer. And we've talked about that quite a few times here on Burning Tarot. Um, anybody who finds that that this podcast is kind of going over their head, feel free to email me if you'd like me to create some materials that are um, that are more beginner-friendly, and I might do that. Occasionally I receive emails like that, burningtarot at gmail.com. If there's uh, a bunch of people who want some tutorials, then maybe we can put some together. But for those of you who've been on the ride forever, you know, you've, you've been listening since we started this, the beginning of the pandemic, or you have your own tarot practice, you know about these kinds of cycles. When we get to the 10 of wands, we have been doing a wand cycle for a while. 
And why does it have to end in this kind of miserable figure? Well, this is the moment before laying down the burden. We don't necessarily know if it's necessary for this burden to make its way to that village. We do get a sense that this person cannot keep going like this. This is not a sustainable way to move through the world, holding everything, carrying everything for everyone, keeping track of everything, having your head buried in it so you can't see what's around you, you can't take joy in it. And you may not even really be headed in the right direction. (laughs) Because, you know, the burdens that we take on or that are foisted upon us, some of them are really frickin' heavy in so many layers and different ways. So it's not like, oh, I accidentally signed up for too many things. Could be that. But life can also just hand us too many things. And at some point, sometimes we have to be the person who says, you know what? This is too many things. And, and I have to put some of it down or I have to put all of it down for a short period of time to refresh myself and to refresh my spirit. The wands speak to our spirit, our get up and go, our let's, you know, let's have energy and let's connect with the great woo. Some of that really comes from our fire self, our wand self. And if it's just wiped out and blinded, and uh, anchored, over-occupied. We're going to start losing our ability to have the flow and to feel invigorated and to feel like we're doing the right stuff. Drawing this card today as I sit in this beautiful forest that is very slowly losing almost all of its snow. It's trying to make that transition to a new phase, to something we call springtime. Here comes the wind. I'll make this, I'll make this short. Don't want to hear the wind all the time. Anyway, here we are when the, the forest is trying to transmute itself from winter into spring. And in this particular forest, it's a very slow process. We won't see a whole lot of, you know, stuff blooming out here, probably till May or June. And even then, the difference will be slight compared to other places, to other forests with a lot that have lots of flowers of them. So we might be kind of feeling like that too. Like it's been a long winter, it's been a cold spring, and I'm carrying all this stuff. So the answer to the question, what does it feel like to lay down a burden The answer to that is you have to lay down your burden to find out. Every burden is different. The length of time between setting down your sticks and having your emotions, processing them, might be long. Maybe this time it'll be much longer than last time you did it. Maybe it'll be shorter. Maybe you're just like, here's just this one wand that's too much for me. I'm throwing it over there. I'm done. And you immediately feel like your load has lightened. So I think that's our challenge right now. Part of answering the question of what does this feel like? It's, a, it's kind of a beautiful, sacred thing to do. To have the 
discipline, maybe even luxury to lay down a burden. It's a big deal. And and I think it's worth doing. It's just like it's worth falling in love even though you might get your heart broken. Yeah. Having relationships, friendships, depth of connection. You know what? That's hard. And there is going to be heartbreak along the way. Someone's going to die first or you might break up. It's horrible, but it's worth it, right? It is worth it. Having those heartbreak experiences, it's totally worth it to have the love experience. And it, this kind of works the same way. It's an honor to be able to carry a burden, sometimes for other people, for a length of time. And it's an honor with its own special feelings to lay the burden down or have it relieved by somebody else who comes along and offers. And to get the most out of that moment, we really got to feel the burden. We got to, you know, not just um, pretend it's not happening. We got to feel like this blonde dude. Dude? We don't know. Blonde person wrapped up in their sticks, their wands. You know, so if you have some burdens, and most of us usually do, maybe this is a good time to go ahead and experience them and acknowledge to yourself or to your friends. This could sound complainy, and it depends on who your friends are. My friends and I, I think, feel pretty comfortable complaining sometimes. It's okay. Everything doesn't have to feel great all the time. We're allowed to be like, shit, this feels like a giant burden. Or, wow, I'm not sure I can keep handling all this. I have my own family to worry about. Or maybe it's the family that is the burden. Maybe you're like, I can't do everything for my family anymore. Much less the community. These moments of acknowledging how big our burdens are. Um, our culture tells us not to do it because it's inconvenient for others. Other people don't want to think about how you have a burden. That's kind of the message we get. Slap a smiley face on that sucker. I'd say with this card, it's like, don't slap a smiley face on it. Go ahead, feel the burden, uh, journal about it. If you have a, um, if you have friends who are people that you can talk about this stuff with, whether you make light of it as a joke or you delve into it and acknowledge the true levels of exhaustion or pain that are going with your burden. It can be, it, it can be a, a relief of the burden even just to talk about it and admit it to yourself. Like, wow, this is a burden and I don't know if I can handle it. I don't know how much I can take of my aging parent with dementia. I don't know how much of my life I can spend taking care of my dear friend or my spouse who seems to need so much of my energy right now, or even my children. So just admitting that a burden feels like a burden. Um, and again, the activism and art and larger community and environmentalism that are really important to a lot of Burning Tarot listeners. Sometimes, too, we have to go into kind of self-care mode and lighten that load or just step away from it for a short time so that we can reconnect with the planet that we're trying to save, reconnect with our own souls. 
if we don't have nourished souls, then how can we imagine that we're really going to make the world a better place? That's an interesting proposition, supposition. So feel the burden. Love the burden. Embrace the burden. Acknowledge the dang thing. Journaling's good. Talking to people's good. Write an angsty song if you're a songwriter. Maybe I'll do that. Nice time to just admit it. It's just too much. And sometimes when we write about things like this, it turns out that what we thought was a burden might not be the real burden. So if the first instinct is, I just can't be responsible for the muffins for the church picnic. Legit, dude. Okay, don't make the muffins for the church picnic. Could somebody else make the muffins this week? Would that be possible? Probably. But sometimes if you sit down and write about having to bake the muffins or do as I'm doing now, record yourself talking about it. You don't even have to listen to it ever again. Um, That can be a way of getting these things out there. Some people like to doodle and draw. I do myself while thinking about these things instead of writing specific words. And it'll turn out like, oh, well, the muffins are just kind of like a symptom of a deeper problem. The muffins are emblematic of I give a lot to my community and I'm not sure I'm getting what I need from my community. That might be where the, the muffin baking person ends up going in their thoughts. Or they might say, wow, I remember my mom baking muffins. And instead of taking joy in it, she always made it seem like it was this big chore to make muffins for us to take to the picnic. So those can be things where you really, you know, the the real source of the feeling of like, oh my God, I'm carrying all these heavy sticks. You know, that burden, the burdensome thing might not always be what it looks like on the surface. And so those explorations can just be revealing and they can help us figure out Maybe it's time to set down, set down this burden. And if you don't stop and feel what it's like to have the burden and acknowledge that feeling, then you're not going to get the full oomph out of laying something down or laying down the whole mess, you know? So I think that's our assignment this week. Kind of look out for areas that feel like a burden, are a burden, may have more to them than what they appear to be on the surface. And then we have to look for an opportunity to lay the darn thing down or to allow it to transform in some way. This 10 card tells us that we are ready to begin anew in some ways. Even if it's just in our own, you know, most inner thoughts. If it's our own spiritual practice that wants renewal, our sense of self and motivation. It's ready. Things are coming to maturity. And this whole understanding where we are, laying down part of it. It may be that after a week, we just pick up the same damn sticks and start over. But at least we got a rest in there. And at least we came to understand to renew ourselves in in the motivation. The understanding of why am I carrying these sticks? And is it what I want to keep doing? It's up to us, of course. 
That's your lovely message from the tarot. I'm T, this is Burning Tarot. If you want readings, please pop over to tiffanyleebrown.com. I also really appreciate it when people sign up for the email newsletter there, which gives me a way to, you know, get in touch with you about discounts or let you know when we have readings available. Speaking of readings, I did a poetry reading this week at Polina Springs Books, opening for Leanne Grable, and it was so much fun. And I'm grateful to those of you who came out to that show. Um, it felt really good to be supported. And that was an example of laying down a burden. Um, I did my kind of Me Too-oriented poem that was written long ago. Uh, not long ago, but whatever, a few years. And published last year. And I had never performed it in public before. And that feels like laying down a burden. Saying... You know, I made some work about something really hard, a difficult subject, very personal. And I, you know, was invited to do this reading in a wonderful context with somebody who writes about things like that, you know, frankly, a lot better and a lot more funny than me. Leanne Grable, she's awesome. Um, and it was wonderful to read with her and just look out at the small audience and see people who really came out to support me and make me feel like, oh, I can carry these burdens. And in the act of sharing some of my stories, it's a way that I put a burden down or that I lessen the feeling of heaviness of it. And everybody there helped me with it. They shared the experience with me. So there's, there's an example of, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, I'm not going to make the muffins. It can be, I'm carrying this burden, and the only way for me to move on from a bad feeling about it is to share the story of it. That in itself is the burden, the hanging on to a story or a secret that wants to be told. So, good times, people. Good time for renewal. It's Easter. So, if you follow the Christian traditions, those traditions certainly inform our culture. Uh, we have Passover this week. We have Easter. We just got through Good Friday. All those good things. Those are also wonderful times to contemplate the idea of renewal. Bunnies, eggs, crosses, rising from the dead. The angel of doom flying overhead and sparing you and your family and your firstborn. Oh, it's potent stuff. So this is a good time to be aware of our burdens and to be open to renewal, to putting down what we need to put down. Um, oh, I could go on forever now that I got religion into it. I better shut up now. I love you guys. Bye.